ready? Ready. Um, hello, my name is William Burnett, and, and I'm here with Kristen Malosi, DJ Voices, and uh, uh, we're watching Talk Video. Thanks for tuning in. Um, what's up? Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so you are, you've already experienced the Talk Video one time before. Uh, Behind the scenes. Are you scared? A little. <laughs> About what? Um, <coughs> saying something I don't mean. Every Not being able to answer a question. Being stumped. <laughs> Those three things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but someone someone said that some something to me one time. I, I was like going off about something like complaining, and then I I went back and apologized later, and because uh, I was like, like being mean, like I was in a bad moment. And he said to me, he's like, everyone has their unguarded moments, and I was like, oh, that's nice. That's a nice way of saying that you you just said some shitty stuff. So it's I fall victim to the unguarded moments often. Yeah, I think it's okay. So um. A little bit of an introduction uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, and I don't know how. Um, you're a, you're a, right now your career. You're a you're a DJ, and uh, you're playing a lot of gigs, um, and you're also part of another DJ thing collective with, with some other people, and um, and that's called Working Women. And then you also have a job in nightlife as a. a what is it? The talent buyer? We don't we don't use that word uh, in New York City. No, no, no. Well, some people do. Um, that's not what I call myself. The booking booker. 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 Which also sounds like sounds on the other end of the spectrum. Like, like you're a gambler. Or something. Yeah, but uh, I book the music. I book the DJs at a club. Called nowadays. Uh, nowadays, and that's the big outdoors indoor complex. Complex. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, in Ridgewood. And and how's that going? Okay. I love it. And yeah. And um, and so does that. Uh, do you have any conflict of interest with between your uh, projects? Is that like you get like a? I think that's a valid question. I well, I was a <coughs> resident at Nowadays before I started working there, so I didn't book myself. In okay. fact, I've maybe only booked myself once in a very so informal way. Are you? Can you like pay yourself more? No, <laughs> I would never. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Double dip, you know. I don't know. Double dip. Why not? You know. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> all right. We're supposed to talk about music now. I'm and uh, and I like to like go through people's history a little bit, like where you came from, um, mm -hmm. and uh, what you know influences are, are there. And you can stop me at any time if you don't like the the questioning. It's no problem. You can just say I don't want to answer that. Okay. And uh, so, where are you from? I'm from uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Florida. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Born and raised. West Palm Beach. That's like near Miami. It's maybe just over an hour north of Miami. It's also very close to Palm Beach. I mean, it's Palm Beach County. But that's the more like the working class Palm Beach. And no, Palm Beach is kind of like ritzy. It's where Donald Trump but lives. That's, but West Palm Beach is the not ritzy place. Exactly. It's the suburbs. And people from there are often very clear about that they're from West Palm Beach, not oh from yes. Palm Beach. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's all. I, I don't know anything about Florida. It scares me. I went like to Miami once or twice for one music conference, like in the late '90s, and I was like, I'm never going back. Why was it so scary? It wasn't for me. It was like, um, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna have some unguarded moments here. I, just, I'm, I, it's like the worst parts of New Jersey and California put together. Yeah, I was gonna say it's actually kind of a lot like New York in many ways. Um, Miami. Yeah, it's it, but just like really hot also yeah. constantly. Um but it has a huge both a huge international population and also a huge tourist population. Yeah. Um 
Yeah. There's a lot of insufferable people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's like that everywhere. I don't know what, yeah. I don't like, I didn't like the, it's very, uh, it seems very materialistic to me or like showy, like I'm into my, my South Florida in general. Is yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's from just, you go to the beach, so you want to look good. I don't know. <laughs> can't blame him. <laughs> I understand. Maybe I'm just jealous. <laughs> but um, so you, you grew up in, you spent your entire tri- childhood there or were you moving around or? No, normal? yeah, we stayed in West Palm Beach the whole time. And, and, your, and your parents are still there now? No. My dad lives in Fort Lauderdale and my mom lives in San Diego, California. Oh, so she? She up and left. But that was only, that was very recent once my brother went to college. Oh, so, but while you were there, they got along. Well, they were divorced, but yeah, they got along. Uh-huh. <laughs> they divorced very early on, but they they stayed friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you you were you and your brother. Your brother's mm-hmm. older or younger? Uh, three years younger. Three years. So it's like the same as my sister. My sister's three years older than me. Yeah. But I'm not from West Palm Beach. Um, so she were you nice to him? No. Yeah. No. Same. Oh, I was so awful. I was so mean. And I used to, like, beat the shit out of him, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, with things, too. Like, with yeah. weapons. Because you realize he got stronger. Yeah. I mean, we had, like... I mean, West Palm Beach is an incredibly boring place to grow up. There's really nothing to do. And we would often spend a lot of time outside of school, just alone. Watching TV. Watching TV or making a mess at one of our parents' jobs, which my dad worked on a boat. and I even like pushed my brother off a boat a few times, so. <laughs> like he, maybe he deserved it sometimes, but not all the time. Definitely not all the time. <laughs> and like, what do you like fighting over the remote control? Was that a, a big one? Yeah, okay. yeah. We, w- I mean, we would fight over everything, right. but we also loved uh, a lot of the same music, and so we did share music and film. So we would okay. share. So, so that kind of stuff. Uh, what is his name? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, hello, Ryan. I hope you get to see this. Your sister's going to say some <laughs> terrible things about you. No, um, um, so, so what, I don't know. Am I allowed to ask, ask people how old they are? I don't know. Yeah. So uh, I just turned 30. So you just turned 30. So now you're, now you're an adult. Now it's all downhill no, from here. No. As my mom recently told me, I'm no spring chicken no, anymore. No, it's 30s. <laughs> 30s are good. 30s are good. You won't, you won't realize it. You'll have a good mm-hmm. time. That you'll have, you'll have a good time in your 30s. You'll I think it's already looking up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so the thirties—that means you—you you were born in. I have no idea how to do math. Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. So, you're, you're. So the nineties, you're like eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. What What's going on? Is there any music in your life then, or it's just? Yeah. Well, music was a huge part of uh, my childhood, but oh, like Jimmy Buffett. J- actually, Jimmy Buffett was a strong presence, um, especially because my dad worked in boating. What's your favorite Jimmy Buffett song? I mean, I'd really have to think. I mean, <laughs> cheeseburger in paradise. Well, that's too obvious. Oh, sorry. You got to get a deep cut. Um, I wish I had a, a, an actual answer to this right now. I'm sure there are, there are some bangers I can't remember, but um, <laughs> he was a huge presence in Palm Beach, Florida. I bet. Um, but the music that I was listening to, well, my parents' record, they had like their own record room in our house growing up. Mm-hmm. It was Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Steely Dan, Dionne Warwick. Those were like the big things for me. The Beatles. It was just sort of their record pop, collection. Yeah, um, across the spectrum. But that's that's not quite MTV. I guess it is pretty MTV heavy. I guess. 
I also grew up with a TV in my room and yeah. watched MTV morning, noon, and night, but, like but getting ready for school, watching the music videos. Where did they still, how long did they have videos? That was like real world. When did that start in the 90s? I mean, but those things overlapped. Like they definitely still had, the, you would do real world like prime time, but then. 120 minutes still existed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what, I don't remember what was on 120 minutes in the 90s, like Aphex Twin or. Yeah. I mean. Um, or like. Uh, I probably wasn't. King, King Missile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like, my memory of that is a little more blurry, okay. but I do remember like waking up in the morning for school. The only thing getting me out of bed was turning on MTV and just watching the music videos. Like right now I have this really vivid memory of Madonna Ray of Light, which isn't even 90s. It's a little later too, yeah. but. So, but that was m probably by the time you were in middle school, high school. That was probably high school to be honest. Yeah. Madonna Ray of Light. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. I think. I was already, I don't know. Where I, was. <laughs> I don't know. Bit of an age, age gap. Yeah. Not that much. Not, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel it. I guess I do, but okay. So I'm just trying to get a, a, a feel. I, mm. There was like a period like that, that period for some reason I was like off the grid. I wasn't really on the internet or like the nineties. Like I well, was, I was just purely going to the record store. I didn't have this like m mass culture thing. So I missed a lot of that stuff. So, I mean, what, what, so by the time you're in middle school, you're, that's like early 2000. Isn't that like Backstreet Boys or that's after? That's o yeah. O I mean, I had a big boy band phase. I was more into NSYNC, but the my first concert experience was Spice Girls. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> honest, like eight or nine years old. Was it good? P probably. <laughs> it was good enough for me. Did you go like by yourself or your, with your brother? No, or? I was young. Uh, my brother was there, but I was with uh, four or five girls and our dads at uh for some reason and i still have photos of us like being on our dad's shoulders like mid-scream like in tears because we're seeing the spice girls live wow yeah and do you, what was the <coughs> venue do you remember everything happened in this one place i think this one might have been maybe we went to like pompano which is like fort lauderdale I, some shitty some massive venue like yeah exactly with arena with like parking with yeah. people <clears throat> yeah <laughs> but my first cd i ever bought was a uh, big willie style oh will smith yeah <laughs> what did that had miami on it or was it i think that did have miami on it yeah. the summertime was that on that one too or no that's before oh, i okay. think yeah um and actually that my dad worked on a boat he's a yacht captain and i remember it flew into the ocean one day, and oh. my brother and I like cried hysterically, and he got us another one. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank God. It was probably worn out anyway. Yeah, so, scratched. So you're big time into like Spice Girls and, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Big Willie style. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> what, 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 what took you over? To, was there a moment where you, you went over to the dark side or... or uh, not for a while, but it depends on what you mean by the dark side. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, c <coughs> I, I, I keep calling it boom, boom, but. Uh, that comes much later. Much later. So, yeah. so, so we, we have um, middle school. Emo and. <laughs> but, so you're and punk and other stuff to get through so and local Florida bands. So middle school, you start going to see some local bands. Yeah. This place. Well, there were two spots. Spanky's. And raised downtown blues Sweet. every Friday and Saturday. And you saw ska bands. Or something. There were some ska bands. 
mostly it was like heavy in the like a mall punk yeah like really awful music um like a sublime post sublime yeah green S- green day screamo <laughs> screamo see when i think of screamo <laughs> i think of like unwound like the 90s like these like but i have no idea like this is the part that i don't know anything about like i know who marilyn manson is and that's like that's not screamo i almost wore a marilyn manson shirt today <laughs> <laughs> so, so was that but that's not screamo is it or that's just emo? no i guess <clears throat> for me that's just like art rock yeah i guess so yeah um basically <laughs> you're gonna have to hold my hand here, right? <laughs> or lead me th- lead I me mean, down I, this path i couldn't I even give a full history of this music this is just what like these two years any any band that came through downtown came through florida which is saying a lot too because you know bands it's hard for bands to tour through Florida because yeah. it's so far from everything else. Um, so it probably was other local bands. I remember like the biggest name. <laughs> Do you remember this? You ever heard of this band? Minus the Bear? No. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> that was the big one. You bought the shirt. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. I even <laughs> got the lead singer to sign it who I like had a massive crush on. Um, <laughs> yep. My it? humble beginnings. <laughs> minus the bear yeah and are you do you still ever like revisit these albums someone brought it up recently and i thought about it but then i was like i can't i can't go there yeah i don't know how well it aged but see then i thought i also thought that like this 90s chill out stuff wouldn't age well and to me now it sounds fresher than ever so yeah maybe that stuff will have its time again time will tell who knows so (laughs) so you're into minus the bear (laughs) And you go go into high school and you like look for other kids with minus the bear shirts on. Oh, there were no one was into the music I listened to. I remember <clears throat> the way I made my first two friends in high school, ninth grade, um, was that I we were all bussed in from one suburb to another, one for the art school there and one for a magnet program. Okay. So they didn't even go to my high school, but one was wearing a. <clears throat> taking back sunday shirt okay and one was wearing a death cab for cutie shirt Ooh, and i was like wow. these are my people Sweet. <laughs> so you met you, you started branching out into the su- into different neighborhoods and yeah well because we were all bussed into okay. yeah this other so part you, were of town. S- you were a smart kid i was yeah. yeah i had that i got to go to the different school for one day yeah. a week too yeah i don't know they t- taught you like critical thinking or something yeah i was a very serious student yeah it's easier it's easier to get good grades. Yeah. I mean, I honestly wasn't creative growing up. Like, yeah. I wasn't... I just loved... Well, I did gymnastics up until I was 14, like, every day. Oh, so that's pretty... That kept you out of trouble, for sure. Yeah. But it also, like, took up all my time. And yeah. then after that, I just only wanted to stay inside and read books. And well, I have a theory that that's also, like, somehow all these, you know, these athletic programs is, like, good for your brain development somehow, too. Like, exercise is good for your brain. That's what they say. I wonder if it helps at... I guess it helps when you're young, too. But then you stopped doing it altogether? Or did something happen or you got too um, too old? I got kind of too old. It's yeah. a young sport. Yeah. I was getting a lot of injuries. I also became afraid of everything. Like yeah. I stopped being able to do crazy flips, yeah. hit puberty and was like, oh, this is scary. Yeah. And I also just didn't want to be in the gym five days a week. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Jeez. Can you still do any moves? Some, but I'd probably hurt myself if I tried to do too much. And what were your injuries, like wrist or ankle? Or Yeah, like I would have to be like icing my wrists and knees all the time, just like generally feeling wow. bad. And was it, was, why, why did you go into that? Your parents were into that or they? No, it's something I wanted to do at like age five. Huh. And then 
I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. See, I, they, these are the things that I want to know. <laughs> so you're big into gymnastics. So yes. now, like when the Olympics comes <coughs> on, do you do you watch it? Um, is that summer Olympics? You're like gymnastics. That I'm, I'm definitely watch. interested in it, but I haven't kept up as much. There was recently this one uh, college gymnast that kind of went viral with her. Oh, because she did stuff she wasn't supposed to do. Kind of. She like showed a lot of attitude, yeah, like, yeah. Um, and did some unconventional moves and she got a scored a perfect 10 and so that got me like i think i i think i cried watching that but that but i don't really keep up with gymnastics anymore (laughs) all right we don't have to talk about i just (laughs) want does a little aside and so they weren't into um minus the bear at gym no the gymnasium Mm -mm. this was actually when i started like wearing black band t-shirts and like wearing dark eyeliner they were like who has she become? No. My Yeah, my parents were always like... She's going to do drugs. Yeah, she's the disturbed one. I mean, I was like mega depressed as a, as a kid, so... But why? why? Just because you were a teenager? Yeah, I was like a... Normal teenager? Yeah, sad, <laughs> sad teen. <laughs> Thought the world Too much was, sun. was against me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in high school, you find these kids that were coming over from the magnet school and... and or you were going with them to the so art school? So I was going to the, the magnet school. They were going to the art school. Okay. Yeah. And it was at the same campus? They were like so a few blocks away from each other. Oh, so But a like different y- school. Oh, so you saw them walking down the street. Well, we shared the bus together. It was oh. like a two-hour bus ride. Oh, and that's your freedom. Yeah. That was like where we learned so much. Oh, and you could bring your disc man. Yeah. And your, then later your iPod? I think we iPod. had... We had uh, yeah, it was iPods. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> sorry, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have an iPod till I was like 25. Or something. <laughs> um, so, so you're on sharing, but at this time, is you're already on the internet, I guess, too. Yeah, I'm in. It's full on like a Kazaa like and L- Kazaa, LimeWire, um, AIM chat rooms, and, and so you're getting. Is that where you're discovering most of the stuff? Mm-hmm. So and uh, I don't. I never quite. Yeah. So like, as a little kid, how do, how does it? You just kind of. I don't know. I was I was recently thinking about my current digging habit, habits actually and like kind of feeling like I'm in a bit of a rut. Like you know, you get into the same patterns at least online and I was like I feel a little go, stuck. Go to the record store. Go to the, uh, exactly, for yeah. sure. And I do, but I, s- I see you at the record store. Yes. I, I appreciate that. I like I love that. going to record stores, but I was like how did I how did I ever discover music? Like cuz no one I knew at the time was telling me about this stuff. It was, I found it and then met people later who were interested in the same thing. So I don't really know how it started. So maybe you were just like downloading something and chatting and saying, they said, check this out too or something. Yeah. I mean, the chat rooms definitely helped. Yeah. They were, yeah. Yeah. Pretty. And what, and what year, this is 2004 or so, five is high yeah. school. Is that when you're <coughs> in high school? Yeah. Yep. And you, so you graduated in what year? 2007. 2007. So 2003 mm-hmm. to 2007 somewhere around there yeah. you're in high school 2002 yeah. maybe yeah. um i can't even think of i have no <laughs> idea what uh, i mean i was uh, I, I was already deep in whatever i'm into now so i have no yeah. clue what what's going on in the real world um so you're uh, and that, i mean I, it's far hard for me to think that being that age in high school to have to deal with already having like a friendster account or uh did you ha- was that there? i wasn't was, on friendster oh, not allowed yet mm-hmm but but you were allowed in these free free for all. Well, AOL Instant Messenger. Instant Messenger. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was sick. That yeah. Was, yeah, it, it was, and you um, could share files over it too. Oh yeah, which was yeah. Great. You could 
yeah yeah i met so many people people i considered like friends yeah who i then you like go meet them on your summer vacation or i met one person once and that was cool but other than that like they were all so far away that I never met any of these people and I wonder where they are now. Yeah. I mean, how would you find you have to like, maybe they're on Reddit and they have like the same username. I wouldn't even remember at yeah. this point, honestly. And uh, you know, like that's what, that's too bad too, because like, you know, I bet they stored that for a little while somewhere, your chat history, or I wonder if it's, it's probably still somewhere, but I remember at one point they like deleted everybody's like hotmail account. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. So you like had your hotmail. And account. MySpace is gone. Yeah. And they just like <laughs> took it away. You're like kind of had it there with your stuff left in it. And then now it's gone. Yeah. I guess it's weird. I mean, I wonder where this AOL chat stuff is. If it is it anywhere? I don't know. That'd I might not want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But so, um, okay. So so you're you're you're, and are you still going to these local shows, or or, or is it starting to you're starting to go see these more dark shirt bands? <laughs> yeah, starting to see bigger bands. I mean, in high school, I was really into. Well, in high school, I hung out with all the skateboarders. Oh yeah. yeah. So a big, big Florida skateboard, big Florida thing. Yeah. Um, pavement, modest mouse. Mm, that was huge. Built to spill. Yeah. Um, then later, like Animal Collective. Reverb. These are like the big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big and and actually, bands I still kind of fuck with. Yeah. To be honest. But what like classic stuff or or new bands? Like all the bands I just mentioned, you still mess. I yeah, still. Yeah, why not? I mean, especially Animal Collective. Animal Collective, yeah. Yeah. Because they got they. I like their. They got good harmonies. I like. Yeah. That. I like a good song. I yeah. Mean, I miss that sometimes. With yeah. What's going on now? And even Built to Spill, I like it in a skateboard video. I it saw that they're playing in New York, I think, in October, and I truly considered. Oh, Neutral Milk Hotel was like another big oh, one yeah. too. Um, Can't do it. <laughs> That was like I was done with indie rock at that point. I was <laughs> yeah. like, nah, nah. Well, I was a few years behind. Yeah, then. I couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. Nah, nah. So that so indie rock. Indie rock, yeah. Your classic. Big time. Nothing. I mean, yeah, those were my favorites. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But it, at this point, you weren't familiar with stuff like that was kind of crossing over, like LCD sound system or, or the Rapture or these DFA. Yeah. Bands. Well, I, I honestly think I think all of that was like college for me. So you you went away to college. You, did you stay in Florida? Yeah, sadly, I really wanted to go to NYU, but oh, it's expensive. It's expensive, and my parents were um, they set me up right, and they I basically got paid to stay in Florida, and I went to a really small liberal arts college called New College in like, Sarasota. Sounds like they they were smarter than you yeah. at, at that point. They definitely were. I also think I wouldn't. I mean, I New College was such an incredible experience. It like made me into who I feel like I am today, more so than I feel like moving to nyu and being no, i worked at nyu for 16 years <laughs> you don't want to go there there it's terrible Ter- um, terrible respect it's not, to everyone who it's did too expensive it's yeah crazy yeah sixty thousand dollars a year yeah for, for professors that don't care yeah well so then at new college <laughs> sorry <laughs> no it's <laughs> um well i guess I, I was into things like I was really into talking heads in high school also and like that kind of stayed with me and that was like maybe the first music that I considered dancing to or like moving to but dancing wasn't really a thing I did but isn't gymnastics is sort of but it's different it's not it's like it should be expressive but it's not expressive dancing it's not and that's why that girl got in trouble yeah exactly she was dancing yeah um 
And at New College, they had these. What city is it in? Sorry. Sarasota. It's on the West Coast. Sarasota, West Coast. So that's further up. It's kind of actually straight across from West Palm Beach, but it's just the West Coast, which is a totally different thing as well. So so that's the Gulf Coast. Mm -hmm. So your parents are, it's a two hour drive across? It's like a three hour drive. Three hour drive. Mm -hmm. So you're far enough away that you have some freedom now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, go ahead. No, and and you're (laughs) there all four years like, like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you first you go into the dorms or, or you're immediately. You're well, so it's 800 students. So it's actually oh, pretty small. it's really campus heavy and it's so campus heavy that even the nightlife on the weekend revolves around campus. So every Friday and Saturday, the school would pay for speakers <coughs> and security and there would be a dance party outside in this place called Palm Court, which was just like a wall with palm trees. But why? Why? Why did you end up there? Did your parents go there or are they just, that's where they sent the weird I w- kids? I went there because it's where they sent like the smart, weird kids. It's a total hippie school. People no, no didn't, grades. No grades, uh-huh. but you have to write a thesis. So it's very academically rigorous. Mm-hmm. People are very successful who come out of new college, but it's also, I didn't want to go to like FSU or UF, which is like these big Humongous football, yeah. like 30,000 kids with sororities. A, a sorority, yeah. yeah. There was no, no Greek life at, at new college. And <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was like, well, I have to stay in state. I guess I'll go to this like weird, fucking weird sounds school. Cool. Sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I have no regrets now. And did you have to, ha- did you, you said you got paid. Did you have a job while you were there or you were just in school? No, the state wrote me a check because between, I got a scholarship from high school and then my dad, since I was an infant, started this like, uh, he, he like a, a fund for so, me. So he was, he planned ahead. He planned ahead. Thanks, Dad. Did your brother go to the same school? <laughs> no. What he went to? He was in a fraternity. No, he uh, he went to FIU, which is in Miami, Florida International. So that sounds pretty like he was uh, getting. We have different interests. Yeah, so <laughs> he's wearing those V-necks or what? He wears some V-necks and button-ups. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't so about he, him. <laughs> did he come visit you at the college you ever? Yes. Did, what was that like? Did he just? He smoked weed with all my friends. and uh, Did he bring the weed or your friends? No, I, th- I mean, everybody at New College had weed. Every, and everybody in Florida has weed pretty much, right? Yeah, I think. I never really smoked weed growing up, but all my friends yeah. in high school did. Yeah, because um, you were smart. I was a late bloomer. Oh. That's what I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good, you should, that could be a, like, a, that's a good, like, emo album title. Late, yeah. Late Bloomer. I'm sure that's where I got it from. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably, it's a, it's old. Feel, feel free to drink as much as you want. I know you like the wine, but. I do love I'll wine. I'll tell you if we get too loose. Yeah. Um, so Would you like some more? Sure, why not? Okay. Um, we, d- we like to drink wine. We go to the Dandelion Wine Shop down the street. Thanks for the discount. <laughs> um. All right, so college, <coughs> your brother's partying, smoking weed with your friends. Yeah, well, <laughs> was so that, that was like your freshman year or sophomore. He he only came a few times. Yeah, um, he didn't like it. Well, he was kind of a delinquent, honestly, in high school. He was so just trying to get out of the house. Yeah, well, he he got in trouble. Like he got in trouble buying drugs from people who Soldier. were already on the cops' radar. And uh. <coughs> he had a little troubled. Uh, youth experience he had so unguarded moments mm-hmm. yeah but <laughs> now he's like a better person than i am so <laughs> <laughs> it balances out yeah. i guess um so 
<coughs> what is there any so you're all the, these 800 kids is that the entire school or that is that per grade per that's the entire school so is there like you said that they're bringing in speakers and you're having dance parties after what what kind of speakers were there and <laughs> what kind of dance party is there like a band or is there like a dj or like the the, the, I, the gym teachers putting on the jock jams so who knows what kind of speakers they were I, they probably maybe some qscs i don't know yeah. they probably weren't even that nice to be honest but mm-hmm. each so they were called wall parties uh <laughs> and each party was hosted by a student mm-hmm. and people would dj usually off their computers no bands there we did have like shows that we would put on for bands but that was not this was like strictly for dancing okay and um I only threw one in my entire time there and it was my last year and it was a stop making sense wall. And we like screened stop making sense. That's pretty cool. And I made a whole playlist with like talking heads and other affiliated things. And, but yeah, but that's not even the best part. The real gateway for me was, so that was every weekend, twice a weekend, but three times a year, usually Halloween graduation in May and maybe Valentine's day. Uh, they would throw these things called PCP parties, <laughs> which stands for Palm Court Parties. But wow, um, but there would be <laughs> you smoke DMT. There would be like these things called. So that would be like you'd have to like compete to to throw those because it was like you had to have an incredible theme, and the whole student body voted for you. And there were two aspects of this party. One was outside, which was like kind of basic, more like pop hits thing. And then inside, which was called the fishbowl, which was the rave room. And all of my friends thought that was like the really uncool room. Because mm-hmm. like the less, the like kind of nerdy people would always throw the, that part. And I always snuck off to that room. And I like, nope. and I, people were doing drugs at the time. I was always too afraid to do any drugs. But I was like, this is where it's at for me. Yeah. I remember being like, wow, the bass feels so good. <laughs> like sober. And honestly, I feel like that is is was a huge gateway for me and what, what, to clubbing. Do you remember what ki- these kids were listening to, or just it was I just loud? I wish I did. It was like loud and thumping. Um, I had but, no context for dan- dance music but, at but all. For sure, it was techno dance. Yeah, it was definitely kind of techno. And they, people would DJ like vinyl records, which outside it would be like someone DJing off a laptop, and yep. then in here it was like a proper setup. It like. Yeah, it was like a real rave. Well, they were they were probably they were like were they my, like Miami kids and they're playing like Florida breaks like DJ probably. Icy like yeah. these like yeah there were a lot of Miami kids like electro breaks and yeah what, what was well I remember being like quite fast and like I remember even feeling like maybe the music wasn't even for me but I would just loved like the sensory experience yeah because I mean there was a whole f- that time there was a whole like kind of post IDM. Mm-hmm thing going on this is my perspective of that time in florida which maybe i don't even know anything but uh there was like there was a forum called electro alliance and it was a lot of miami people and there was it was pretty experimental there's like schematic and uh what was larry mccormick had called exact he had like Mm -hmm. another label too it was like this and he was like part of jackal and hyde too i don't know if you remember any of that but this weird like kind of high-tech electro thing was kind of going on and i just wonder if that was some of those kids maybe no idea to how to find out 
No, I mean, because you're, again, so you're, you're pretty naive. You're just, I mean, I, I really knew nothing about dance music at this yeah. time. I remember my first year, like logging on to someone else's iTunes. Cause you could like get into it at the library. Okay. And I remember being like, I looked through, cause she, the, I remember who it was. It was like this older, I studied philosophy and it was this like older girl who studied philosophy. What was her name? I'm not, I don't want to say. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Cause like, what if she ever, I don't know. She because I'm still in touch with her. I don't want to oh. say her name. Oh. Well, then maybe we can figure it out from there. Maybe um, she would be flattered. But she had... Uh, she influenced you. She did. In more more ways than one. But uh, so she maybe had... maybe she would like to hear that. I'm know? not going to say her okay, name. Okay. Well, you can tell her privately. <laughs> and then when you tell the story next time, you can say her name. Well, I just remember she had Boards of Canada and Aphex Twin. And I was like, this sounds cool. I've heard of that, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, uh, that sort of opened things up for me. But and she was older <coughs> than you, or just the cool. She girl? was older than me. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that girl's cool. Yeah, like I loved, I loved her in class, and then I was like, I gotta hear what she's listening to. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and so you you went and this is still the time of free music from the internet everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you just went and downloaded it. Mm-hmm. And the and it was a guilty pleasure for me because at that time everybody I knew who I was close with was listening to bands. Yeah. Electronic music was kind of considered uncool. Like I said, like the dance room at these parties, like it But were they like totally dressing differently then? Or was it like kind, kind of, of the school was a little divided and like yeah. everybody knew each other, but there were two different like there were like I mean what we used to say was there were the hipsters and the hippies. And which was which? The hippies loved to rave. Okay. <laughs> See, I would think it would be the other way around. Maybe. Perspective. But at this at uh, this point, it wasn't. Yeah. The hipsters and the hippies. So the hippies were the <laughs> were the ravers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Th- with their drugs. With their drugs, that I were that I was afraid oh, God of. God <laughs> darn drugs! I I wasn't into it either. I always saw people taking drugs, and I was like, I I just yeah. saw what they looked like, and I was like, right. no exactly. way. Like I I was kind of a, I don't know if I was a late bloomer, but I wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. I still I like to have a glass of wine, but I don't. I like drugs. I'm not a I'm not crazy <laughs> about it. I think everyone should have their time doing yeah. it, but it's not for everyone. No. So so you started taking drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you went in the other room and you took a bunch of drugs and listened to Apex Twin. Never did that in college. No. My first drug experience was uh, in New York. Oh geez. 2011. Wow. 2011. Okay. I gotta get over this. I gotta. Quit, quit like being uh, ageist or whatever <laughs> it is. 2011. So, you. So, anything else you want to say about college that happened that that I missed? Um, Was there any other people or that you want to like a story you can remember that? I feel like that is like the big turning point for so, me. So these three times a year parties with the rave room. Yeah. Was your first kind of like okay? I was like, well, I mean, dancing even every weekend is. I mean, that's like how I really learned to feel comfortable on a dance floor. But what the really game changing thing for me was, uh, yeah, experiencing massive bass. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I mean, no one danced at the indie rock shows? Um, Sort of like flailing mm, around? Yeah. Okay. Not, not, yeah. Not in a cool way. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) And I certainly didn't. No. Okay. Maybe some swaying. Yeah, it was a little, yeah. Bob your head or something. Um, so, so you finished college with what kind? Of, what kind of degree did you get? Um, 
Well, everyone got a Bachelor of Arts, but I studied philosophy. Philosophy, another philosopher. Mm -hmm. Who else was a philosopher? Uh, well, Michelle uh, last night was. Okay. I know a bunch of philosophy majors, you know, mm -hmm. but and you like think you're going to go to law school or something. I thought I was going to teach forever. Teach. Mm -hmm. And did you ever go into that at all? Or? I really considered going to grad school, but <coughs> it's school is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. But that sounds like you didn't have a bad time. No, I had a great time. Yeah. I loved I loved college. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could have done more of it. So <laughs> so immediately after co college, you've been dreaming about moving to New York City. Is that mm -hmm. that's kind of the and did you have any visits to New York before that? Or had you ever? Yeah. Um, all like all of my best friends lived here after college. I was friends. Most of my friends were a few years older. And so they were all from this school. Yeah. They came up here before you did. Yeah. And so you go visit them. Go visit them. But also um, my aunt, who I'm like very close with, she's like a second mom. She lived here always. And so we would come up all the time. So you had a lot of it. And where did she, where did your aunt live at? Soho. Soho. So mm -hmm. you're coming in straight <laughs> in the heart of the beast. Yeah. And uh, what? Uh, starting at what age was that? That was all along the way. The first time by myself was like for my 16th birthday, but always visiting with family yeah. before that. And so she's taking, did you go to like, what's that place with the light? Uh, <laughs> did you go there? The Not the, what, it's like, it's something that you would go to when you're 16 because it's cool. It's like that, uh, the room where you like lay down on the floor and the lights change and they play like noise music. It's in Soho, like right across from Trebek Grand. Oh, um, the lighthouse. Uh, or I can't remember what it's called. You're not talking about Dream House. Lamont, Lamont uh, yeah, 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 Dream House. Did you go there when you were? No, no, no. not when I. I've been there okay. since, but not not that age. Not at that age. Yeah, because that seems like that that would be like an age appropriate thing. It's not yeah. like a weird drug alcohol <laughs> party, even though it could be. Could be, I, uh, think, I guess. Yeah. Um, so so you're visiting your aunt. What's her name? Diane. Diane, Aunt Diane. Do you call her Diane or just? Now I call her Diane. Yeah, and do you still see her? Like every other week. We're very close. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's nice that you have family here. Um, mm -hmm. And so you got usually you go meet her for dinner somewhere or. Yeah, usually I'll go to her place. She yeah. has a really nice loft. And, and she's so a good cook or something. She's a good cook. She's a great hostess. Is she also a vegetarian? No. Oh, so she doesn't make, th she makes special meals for you. She will for me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Not like pasta every time. No. Okay. All right. She's versatile. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. So you're you're visiting your aunt along. The, so you have a pretty good idea of what New York is like and what's going on. But but what drew you here? Like what? It, why? Like what's the? I don't know. Probably right. like the same thing that like every teenage girl in the states like thinks there's thinks everyone here is smarter and uh, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> More, the, veg more vegetarian the, restaurants. Yeah, I don't know. The pacing, whatever. I just hated Florida so much. And I thought it was like the most boring place to grow up. And everything seemed more interesting. I mean, you just see... I don't. I think I was just like brainwashed by pop culture to think New York was like where I was meant to be. But even after... I mean, so this is even after the, the financial crisis, you're coming up here. So it's pretty bleak, I guess, a little bit. I guess, right? I mean, you, you know really it is, but like the day-to-day, -day, I guess. I mean, it's the same with like, I feel like... Rent was cheaper, for s um, not cheaper, but it kind of leveled off for a couple of years, I guess. Rent was relatively cheap when I moved up here, yeah. I feel, but... Yeah. And so you you moved in with friends or you got your own place or... Yeah, well, we I crashed with friends for like the first month and then we found a place right... Like, we moved in right as Hurricane Sandy was happening. Okay. 
And we also brought bed bugs from the old place to the new place oh. accidentally. Jeez. So we were like, I slept on a sleeping bag, like the night of the hurricane in the living room. And, and that was like, I was like, here I am in New York. <laughs> and that, you, so you show up and you're Hurricane Sandy. Happen. And what neighborhood are you living in then? Bushwick. Bushwick. Har- hardcore Bushwick. Not East Never Boy- again. Not East Williamsburg. <laughs> Never again. Um, uh, so and wha- who, who are you still friends with the people you, li- you were living with? Or? Yes, they're still. We weren't very briefly because living with friends can be really difficult. You had some Especially be- your first year in New York. So you're so you fucking some, you crazy. Some fights. <laughs> yeah, but um, was, they it, was it your fault? I was, like I said, I was a late bloomer, and that was the year I really bloomed <laughs> <laughs> into the beautiful person I am today. What, but was, what was the fight about? Is it too personal? Probably. Um, did some <laughs> unforgivable things. I, I mean, you did some, you did some bad stuff. I mean, we just partied a lot. Yeah. And so when you're partying, things happen. We, I was working in restaurants, and so was my roommate at the time. There were also six of us in a four-bedroom with three cats and one dog. It was mayhem. Yeah. And um, one of my friends, I mean, everybody was kind of on a nine-to-five schedule except for two of us, and we... Oh, made made enemies. Yeah. I mean, we, like, came home one year from New Year's Eve and, like took the Christmas tree in the backyard and set it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a (laughs) fun, I guess. (laughs) Just like manic, crazy, not knowing what we were doing with our lives, having no structure. Blooming. Yeah, blooming. (laughs) Wow. Um, That's probably good they kicked you out. You need to learn a little lesson. I didn't say they kicked me out. Oh, they didn't? No. You kicked them out. They left. We we all, when the lease was up, it was very obvious we weren't going to Renew. continue. Did, yeah. Did no one stayed in that place? No one, no. <laughs> it's cursed. <laughs> Dang. All right. So at, at this point, you're working in restaurants and, and there's mm-hmm. still, there's no uh, no DJ voices yet. No. Uh, it, it, did that take a while to develop or what you were just, you New York, become, I don't know, something happens. You move to New York. It's yeah. like a disco town. You're like, oh, well, disco's okay now. Well. It's really weird. I mean, the so the restaurant I was working with was a place called Flatbush Farm, which is now sadly closed, but it was in Park Slope, and it was where I met like some of the coolest people okay. that I've met to this day, mostly older, and um, everybody there, or a lot of people there were really into dance music, including um, um, I, my friend Vicky Solos, do you okay. know yeah, her? Yeah. yeah. Um, who... She's uh, also an old forum dork. Yeah. I mean, she, I've learned so much about music from her. Um, I, my brain doesn't even process information in the same way. Like I can't yeah. hold on to so many details. It's really impressive, but she would take us out mostly to the bunker or to other things that were going on that were really cool. And that was where I had like a massive education. And then I also moved in with another coworker who was also friends with us. His name was Timothy, and he had turntables and a massive record collection. Ooh, Timothy. And that's where I learned to mix records. Oh. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what was Timothy? Is Timothy still around, or he's just kind of a... a he's still around. He's, like, less around in my life. Um, <laughs> although he just came out to Good Room the other night. Oh, did so he? So shout okay. out to Timothy. Um, and he, he, what kind of stuff was he into? Just whatever. He everything. was really into every sort, every kind of music, which was yeah, it's good. Really cool. He had like maybe just as many records as you do here, and 
Um, there's more in the other room. I, I saw there. There's a lot more. <laughs> there's more records. Okay. Um, but that's just sort of. I don't know Timothy. I don't think no. I bet you've met him. You'd recognize him. He's really tall, lanky. Has like blonde hair. Anyway, he used to be around a lot. Yeah. Um, but I would just go through his records, and he was really into both like classic house, but also really kept up with new stuff that was coming out. And so this that is like this is in 2012. This is now like probably 2012. Yeah. Okay. That I just had like. I I was clueless. I didn't yeah, know yeah. anything about any of this, and like a lot of cool techno and so i would just listen to him play records all the time and do then i do you remember one thing that like really caught yeah, you i'm like trying to like yeah 2012 was i don't remember what wha let's see exactly was I don't, I don't you don't have to say it's fine um there was no i have really poor information recall so like when someone puts me on the spot and is like what's the title of this or what is yeah, like I one thing that that you remember from that time, I'm like, I don't know, my brain freezes. It's also kind of a lame question. No, it's a really good question because I, sh I really, I was already thinking I should have an answer of like, what was such a significant record? But you don't at the remember time? him like he, he like played you something like, oh, you got to hear Strings of Life or some, you know, something whatever. I'd I mean, th there were definitely moments like that. But yeah, you, you don't remember specifically some something. You're like, oh, okay. But so you're so you're going out with these people. They're a little bit older than you really deep into the music so they're mm -hmm. at home your roommate timothy mm -hmm. and then your friends from work vicky mm -hmm. and uh they're taking you out so you're besides work you're getting pretty immersed in boom w boom boom we're partying like every weekend multiple times a weekend and that was a 2012 was kind of the uh, i guess stuff started to happen again i bossa opened around then or was it open yet bossa it was now Who, that when was did Bossa open? But I definitely remember Bossa opening. Yeah. That was not It was two eighty five Kent and the stuff big like ones that. were two eighty five Kent Public Assembly. Okay. And still a few warehouses. Like where did they do like Well, even maybe a few years later, like Transpicos would come back, but okay. like Capriccio parties, there was like a loft above Public Assembly that okay, I yeah. saw Carlos Souffrant play. Public Assembly loft, yeah, yeah. Um, we did some parties there too, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and a few warehouses, but. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but that's uh, I mean that's a. There were not plenty. It, it was not as venue heavy as it is now. But at this time, you're like 23 years old. Mm -hmm. You're still pretty young. You're just out of college, mm -hmm. and whole new world opens up. And did you did you start buying records too? Yeah. Oh yeah, immediately. And so, yeah. what 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 were your what was did you have like a little route like after work you like stopped by academy or something or? Well, I. Where was initially started on Discogs because I w felt so intimidated by my lack of knowledge. I really knew nothing about dance music. Yeah. Um. So I started getting records. Wh wh what was the first record you bought on Discogs? Do you remember? I think it was an OMRS record. Omar to be S. honest. Um, and actually that was like, like Timothy was really into Omar S. Yeah. Um, I remember I, my I could first verify Omar that. S record yeah. too. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I started going to record stores. Um, I feel like A1 was a big one for yeah. me, obviously, yeah. but also because they were, everybody there was so welcoming and I never felt like rushed or intimidated. Yeah. Um, Hey, imagine that. <laughs> 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 
and and still to this day i like yeah i'll go there and just feel really really at home so anybody i think i think it's one of the best record stores in the world for sure and uh, anybody visiting new york should new york city should have a, a stop yeah. by mm-hmm. and look at Look at the new wall. I like the wall records myself. Yeah. Because they give me a discount. But um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Isaac. Um. But uh, no, th- like that wall records. Check the wall records mm-hmm. and then new arrivals. New arrival. I like the new uh, arrivals because. Because I like all kinds of stuff, and they'll have like weird. There'll be like a weird like can record that you don't mm-hmm. have in there, or some you know whatever mm-hmm. new wave. That's where the good new wave stuff ends up, mm-hmm. and the new arrivals. And then also like the Chicago, New York. Yeah techno techno new, the first new arrivals first thing i go to but there's always some jerk standing in front of there like looking stuff up on discogs yeah like, oh. it's weird though because i actually find that i of all the record stores i actually take up a lot of space in a1 yeah and i don't even feel sorry about that but i want well, depends on the time of day i kind of yeah i just feel like i almost got into a big fight there one time like some guy was like i was looking for a specific record it was like in the ends or something you know <laughs> and he's like sitting there like forever like going all slow and I was like, I know I work in record store. I know this guy's not going to buy anything. He's just loitering. Yeah. And so, you know, I look at him. I'm like, you know, like, and I'm like, I want to look in there real quick. I just want to see this record. And he's like, doesn't answer me. And he like has his records on top of it. And I look, I'm like, okay. And so I come back in the wall. I'm like, so just let me look. And he doesn't say anything to me. So I pick up his records and move him. And he like starts like, he like wants to fight me. <laughs> like he's like, blah, 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 like yelling. And record then like bros. Jeremy has to come over <laughs> there and like talk to him. And he's like, yo, yeah. you can't do that. Like. And it was like a whole big thing. And I was like, ah. Yeah. So that's, that's, this is, but that, I just I want mean, people to know that's the culture at sometimes at A1. Yeah. I mean, and there is record store etiquette. And I feel like actually yeah. I've been on the receiving end of like, well, I, there is one spot that I used to frequent. Um, oh, what is it? No. Which of course I'm not going to name names, but every time I went in there, I would go to the listening station and within five minutes, the person behind the counter would be like, you're taking too long. You need to like make room for other people. Meanwhile, the store would be relatively empty. And then one time I had, before I even went on, I had asked the only other person in the record store if he was ready to listen and he wasn't. So I went up and the guy does it again. He's like, you're taking too long. Was it turntable out? No. Um, <laughs> no. And I said, I don't know what it is. Uh, like I just asked him, I've been here for five minutes. There's no one else in this store. You do this to me every time I'm here. And then he got really sheepish, sheepish, and he was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't notice how long you'd been listening." Was it Halcyon? No. <laughs> and he gave me a discount, and I actually haven't been back in a while because I just don't feel comfortable going there. I don't know what store that is then. And I also what store is that? Why can't you say it? Who cares? <laughs> I don't want to talk shit. I don't so want to hurt business. It's not talking shit. Because I also really love the person who owns it. So now you're okay with it. So what's the problem? You would recommend the store. You just had a bad experience. Everybody can have um, it. It was co-op. Co-op. Oh. Oh, I know. Oh, so. Oh, it was probably uh, the guy that's in Screeching Weasel. <laughs> I have another good record store story, though. <laughs> and it's actually how did I you met. Know, did you know that? No, I didn't know that, the, actually. The, the other guy, not Ben. Well, but not Ben, but there's two other guys. The other guy. The Oh, I can't remember his name right now, but. The little punk rock guy. Yeah. He's in Screeching Weasel. I didn't know that. Isn't that weird? <laughs> he's like a shredder guitar player. He's like super good. I, you know, I think also that they don't have a lot of people looking for dance. Or maybe they have fewer people looking for dance music in there. He doesn't like the dance people. Right. So it's he like a different They used to work thing. at Academy, both of them. Okay. That's where they got all their records. 
<laughs> well, I was going to have a story about Academy. Oh, okay. And, go ahead. Um, the, which, which Academy? In Greenpoint. The one. So, okay. Yeah. Which I love. It's actually one of my favorite record stores. And I can't go in there. Why? I have beef. Really? No, <laughs> well, I, well, I just gave you some gossip. You tell me. I'll tell you. Okay. So, well, I feel a little weird too because the Ron Ron used to work at the thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's just a little weird whatever and then but i don't have any problem with that but there's the other guy the gray hair guy yeah he comes into the thing and he's a, acts like a not an inhuman inhuman he like <laughs> treats things r- like it's his place and he's like doesn't he's not very respectful mm-hmm. and so we treat him the same way and yeah. so when i go in there and i see him i'm like, just like uh, so i never went back and plus I, I work at a restaurant i don't need to go there yeah so go ahead with your well story so I love Academy and I There's two of them. There's one in the city. Yeah, yeah, so this is the one I'm talking about is Greenpoint. Okay. Um not far from here. And I love Ron Lykel. In fact, I would say he's my favorite New York DJ. And I love him as a person now too because I've gotten to know him and I just think he's Yeah. An absolute angel. And when I think about this story, I'm like really surprised that this is how we <coughs> sort of met, but I was in there and there were these two other guys in there, they seemed European and they were listening to massive stacks of records yeah. and <clears throat> it seemed to like bother other people in there because they were clearly not buying anything. But they were chatting, they were taking up a lot of space and they were being very loud and then yeah. they left. And then I went over and I listened to some things and I... uh one of the things I was listening to was a new record. So it had like the sleeve and then the plastic sleeve and I was putting it back and Ron says to me, oh, you put that back the wrong way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. And I didn't say anything back. And then Which I kept th- thinking about it. I also didn't know Ron. I didn't know what an angel, absolute sweetheart, yeah. kind person he is, or at least yeah. to me, I don't know. Um, I and I which way which way did you put it see I have a disagreement with people some people think it goes one way and some people there's there's two schools of thought some people like to have it where they can pull it out and some people put the top I think I think it was where like if you turned it over it wouldn't fall out but like or the record wouldn't fall out yeah but I think I put it at the top yeah I see I like it that way I think think I wasn't even thinking about it I was just like trying to be respectful and like put it back and like yeah. was fumbling i think there's a there's a there's two ways to do it or may, maybe well, more than two but yeah i just well i was stewing on this comment for a while because i was like jerk <laughs> fucking didn't say anything to these dudes these yeah. like european well they were putting the records back right? djs <laughs> and but oh a woman comes in and you just have to correct her don't you and i was like really i think i was like getting my period or something uh, and <laughs> I was just like, as I was digging more and like listening more, I was like getting really fucking pissed. And I didn't know who he was. I honestly didn't know he was Ron like hell. And he checked me out and I walked out of the store and came back inside. And I said, just so you know, it was really rude of you to say that. And like, it's already, you should be making women feel as comfortable as possible to be in this record store. (laughs) This I feel like I'm not even in touch with the person who would be like such a bitch to people that I didn't know. Well, we all have our unguarded moments. Yeah, and... but I was like, you know, it's really fucked up. And, you know, you didn't even say anything to those other guys when they were clearly making a mess, blah, blah, blah. And he was 
actually really sweet and yeah. like, he was like had sorry. this t- he was like i'm really sorry you interpreted it that way like it's not because you're a woman like i was really stressed out by these other guys and yeah and it, it was really sweet and then we actually ended up playing at warm-up like that weekend and i didn't know that we were playing together <laughs> so i saw him again and so i think it's, it's good that you had this moment though. yeah and yeah. now yeah. like i truly love him and i feel very comfortable around him and i think he's a gift to new york dance music I don't, I don't know this is i always like to say that i gave him his first dj gig in new york city but i don't know if it's true or not what was that because josh Houtkin, G- jdh and i used to play plant bar on friday nights and uh i would go to the thing and ron was a uh, the he worked there and i was buying records like i was in there all the time and so i would find something and be like oh you found that here and i was like yeah i'll find you another one so i would like bring him records and uh and then but you were working there as well. No, I didn't. No, work, you didn't I wor- didn't work there yet. He okay. worked there, and I didn't. Okay. There were, I don't think we crossed over. I think he he quit before I started, and uh, this is probably two thousand one or two, and uh, I was in middle school. Yeah, and so <laughs> I he I got it. He somehow we started talking, and and I had this party, and so he came and DJed at the party. He like brought his husband. I don't know if it was his husband at the time, but I think it's the same guy. Mm-hmm. And they came and he played and uh, played like, I don't know, but it was it was cool because he was he would play like. I don't know if he played My Bloody Valentine, but he would play like this like shoegazy stuff with some dance music and stuff like that. I feel like that's still it was like a long time ago. Hugely yeah. inspirational to yeah. him. I feel yeah. like notes on his records are always like I, I feel like he references shoegaze a lot. Yeah, I think he's from New Mexico. Yeah. Different like you you don't meet a lot of people from mm-hmm. even though he's been he's probably a Greenpoint lifer by now. Yeah. I don't know how much so, hello Ron. Sorry we're talking huge, about you so huge much. Huge fan of Ron Ron like hell. And I'm not, we're not, I used to talk, I, I don't talk to him very much. I see him on the street every once mm-hmm. in a while. He always, he wears a lot of patchouli. To me, he's an incredibly magical yeah. being. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so, so, so these are some record store. So go, go to the record store. You were saying that, you know, that you were talking about now that you were having trouble or like not yeah. trouble, but struggle about searching for music and these kind of stories remind you why you want to go to the record store they do so and i mean i i even that's one thing like i know i get kind of weird about people like playing around if i don't ever see them in a record store it's kind of weird to me that and and i know i see you at the record store i'm like oh okay that's another dj that goes to the record store i like that and i don't know what it is it's just some i like that people go to the record store yeah it's nice nice to see them there you know yeah no matter which one it is um it's uh, good to get out of the algorithm. Yeah, sometimes. Because I, I mean, what, and now I, you probably experience it more now that you're a booker, is that you're on all these email lists and you get this like hype email, like five promos a day and yeah, whatever, and you're just like, oh, can't even listen to all this stuff. It takes like six hours every week. Yeah. And it, it's it it and then and then also the more I don't know I I was on the circuit kind of for a couple of years there and you start to notice that, man, there's a lot of people that just play these promos. Yeah, like, oh. I I uh, I saw a tweet about that recently, and I um. It's true, and I feel like even if they're not just like I feel like I. I don't listen to a ton of DJ mixes, although I, I try to. I feel like I'm most inspired when I see a DJ play live, but I will always look at a track list. Yeah, and I love a track list. I love a track list, but then so, I, oftentimes I don't know. I just I appreciate when I don't know a lot of the track list or I know that it's not all what just came out like within the last three months. Yeah. Um, 
which is another thing the record store is good for. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> well, New York doesn't really have new releases, so it's you're, well, you're, you're safe there. Yeah, and, well, I mean, I shout out to Commend. I have to, I love Commend. I never get over there. You should go there. I mean, I got Nina ma- from Working Women. I got mad at Nina because she didn't email me back one time. And I was, really? I was like, oh, I'm done, well, I'm done with that place. <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible store, and, and what she and, and, I mean, everybody involved there, they do, they, it's very thoughtful. But I but think I, don't I was. Don't just want to have a weed store? I think isn't that's that eventually the, the plan. The I don't know how public that is. Isn't but that the real plan? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but okay. Oh, and two bridges too for new releases. Yep. Oh, okay. I'm going to say, I'll on. say, it. no, no, no. I got another record store. I, 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 I sometimes, okay. I don't do it anymore, but I was traveling quite a bit. And, uh, you know, every, you've done it too. The people give you records when you play. And so you end up with these huge stacks of records and you don't always want them all. So I was like, oh, you know, this is a new record store. I'm going to help him out. You know, like he can sell these records as new, Mm -hmm. you know, like he bought them from Rush Hour or whatever. And I'm, you know, I'm going to go in there and and hook him up. And uh, and, uh, he uh, switched in, you know, rather than being the friendly, he switched into like record dealer mode, which I Mm. I understand it is a business. Yeah. And he just like picked out the ones that are worth a lot of money and gave me $3 each for him. And I was like, okay, whatever. That's how it is. You know, and then I took the rest to A1 and they pay me like $8 each for every one of them, you yeah. know, and I was like, okay, well, which record store do I want to sell these to now, you know? In all fairness, A1 gets a lot more foot traffic. Yeah. I'm, I, I I like Two Bridges, but I don't, I've only bought one record there and it was like a classical record. Yeah. So it's too expensive for me. But, I guess. But I'm glad that it's there. Yeah. I've been, I have been struggling with record stores in New York right now because I feel like I'm finding... I feel like when I first started DJing, I really loved like a classic New York house sound and the way my taste and my brain, all my interests work is that I'm just always searching for like new, like what I, that was really interesting to me because I I didn't have much context for that music. And now I'm like, okay, what is like the craziest sounding music you can give me right now that I can also still dance to. And I'm not really finding that in many record stores, but but is it is that a, a, I don't uh, is there new stuff that's like dance music? I feel like it's getting really into the IDM broken beat. Like it's like people don't know how to dance to that. Yeah, I know it's getting too uh, <laughs> coffee table or something. Lounge? No, I, no, it's not. No, it's like it's like music for graphic designers. It's like you Ugh, you put it on your shelf God. and it like you're cool because you have it. I know what you mean, and I'm definitely not interested. Uh, and in that this either. music has a sound to me, and it's often. It doesn't have the boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It'll have this like. What's been your best record an- store experience? Angular. My I best like Angular. M- my best record store experience. I mean, I work at the thing and that's my best record store mm-hmm. experience every single time I get to s- sort records. But you I mean, still uh, get satisfied. Yeah, by for yeah. sure. Like, it's, I mean, it's been a while es- since I've been in. I got Especially come. last week. I mean, I don't. I'm. Everybody thinks like, oh, you you're get all the new records. I, I mean, sometimes I do, but I'm not there every day. And I also, the records that I really sort to are the ones that have been there the longest. So everybody's gone through them already. So I'm not taking anything out of out of anybody's hand. But the days that I get to spend, right now I, I'm making these stacks so we can donate to Goodwill rather mm-hmm. than throw them away. So I'm taking out all the scratched records and, you know, putting all the clean records in crates and, t- t- you know, giving them to Goodwill so we have more room for all the shit. And uh, but I've been you know I really go through every record and look at every single one and like the past week or so I found so much stuff it's like so crazy like this I got into this weird 
I don't know what area it was, but there's like all this weird like 90s. Like I found a like 90s like jaw wobble record that's like Damn, yeah. has like steel guitar on it, but it's like the orb style, but with like mixed with butthole surfers kind of. I don't know. I just yeah. It, and someone's passed that over every time. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I, for me, I just want to hear stuff I haven't heard before. I'm not like looking for something. And I mean, of course, if yeah. I see something that I want, I'm gonna, that's cool. But it's not for me. It's like that's my favorite record experience. And because it's so cheap, that's why I like it. A1 also has the cheap men. I mean, they're related. So yeah, A1 also has the cheap men, which I like. But I, I don't have ever get this experience where I get these like wall hangers, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I, I like I like the looking at the cheap records. Yeah, that's my best record ex- store experience. I, I I wouldn't I don't even remember buying a new record. I can't. Do you listen to much new music? Yeah, all the time. Okay. But I'm, earlier but you were telling me you wish there was a filter. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, so to, today, so well, let's go. With, let's do. To, I get a lot of promo. A lot of my I I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, so I get all the, a lot of promos before they come out. So that's the other problem now is that. You know, you have every single release, you know, three, six months before it even comes out. So unless it really touches you, you don't really need to go back for it. You know what I mean? Like if you get every music from memory release three months before it's out, by the time it comes out, you see it and you're like, oh, I've already listened to that six times, you know. But of course, there's ones you go back and buy and I'll buy those. Yeah. But um, I mean, like today, I the Art Crime put a record on on uh soundcloud i really like soundcloud lately like a lot it got so much better yeah i feel like everybody left and like only the dorks that just like gave up hope like still put their stuff on there yeah but he put an album on there today and and it like and i was just chatting with him and i was like uh i think i reposted it and he he was like he sent me a message i hadn't talked to him in a while and he he sent me it he's like hey how's it going from he's up he's a he's in moscow and uh and i was like oh pretty good and I was like, I like your record. It makes me want to slit my wrists. He said this to you? No, I said it yeah. to him because he made it. He makes it, He's like this, like, he's like this total, like, art school kid, but he's Russian. You know, yeah. it's like good looking, tall, like, quiet guy, yeah. you know, like, and making this, like, angsty music. He's totally, like, goth, but he's mm-hmm. making this, like, more futuristic stuff. So that was a new music I released, but it won't be on a physical medium for three or four months. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's on a tape, which I'm not that into. So, yeah. No tape. It's a weird. I don't know what new releases I'm. Oh, what is it? Do you buy new records? New records rarely. Honestly, I'm really into Bandcamp. Yeah. I'm on Bandcamp like every day. But are you? Do you like buy the stuff, or you you ask them for to get it for free after? Well, of course I buy it. I never buy anything. I I could. I, I, but see, I you're from you're from the generation where music was free. It's weird. I when would, did you switch I, over to buying it? Well, I am a DJ. How could I? I don't know. I don't know. I, if there's something on SoundCloud, I've done this a few times before where I can't find it anywhere and I like it's perfect for this mix I'm making or I just really love it. I'll message them and ask them, but yeah. I'll tell them that when it comes out to let me know and I'll buy it. I don't really feel like I deserve. I mean, I'll like do stuff on SoulSeek some, and I'm not afraid yeah. to rip something from YouTube. So you're eth- you're <laughs> sort of ethical. But, well, no, I mean, if I find it on a platform that makes it easily available digitally, yeah. I have, I don't think twice about buying it. And Bandcamp is definitely the best one because it generally goes straight to the artist. Yeah. Unless the label's yeah. filtering it, which I don't even, why do, do we even need labels anymore? I don't, that's the filter. Yeah. 
Is it? Well, it, they, it should be, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just turned into this thing where, like, you get me gigs, I'll get you gigs. You be on my label. and <sighs> The bar is so low. And what... <laughs> <laughs> So, so you see it too. You see, there's something. You you would like a you know, we both w- were both fans of the the beta, be- base, base camp, camp beta beta, beta yeah. podcast. Hello, <laughs> base camp beta. We like we listen to your podcast yes. too. So and they had a, a episode where they talked about gatekeepers and they talk s- about gatekeepers a lot. But That's seems kind of like a buzzword for them. S- some of them were against having them, and some of them were for having it. I don't think it's so simplistic. It seems like. They recognized that gatekeepers were a way to keep, well, first of all, women (laughs) out of... I I don't remember that. um, Well, but it also is a way to keep, I don't know, in a way, a culture alive, almost. Like, I mean, you can interpret this in two ways, I feel. But, um, like, the way knowledge is shared and accessed is sort of important part of gatekeeping but also like yeah like not everyone needs a a dj gig yeah (laughs) i think it's a it's a pretty big big uh uh, discussion i think it's hard to i think there should be a whole podcast on gatekeeping no but i think it could i think there's two points of views i think it's going to be like a a democratic view versus a, a republican view it's like there'll be like a republican view that says that everybody should be able to do whatever they want all the time and then the democrat I don't, well maybe I, this is not a good analogy and the, the i don't and the democrats will ha- i don't know maybe that's not i don't i don't know what i'm saying actually <laughs> i was trying to relate them but i it was I it was totally a good failed. attempt yeah totally, but there's there'll be some there'll be some argument as to why there should be gatekeepers mm-hmm. and that there should be these knowledgeable people like filtering out stuff and you know before it gets to people and then there'll be an argument to say that everyone should be able to do it yeah and i see both ways yeah honestly. that's what i'm saying like we don't know yeah. what 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 is better you know i don't think there has to be one just one uh, one feeling or opinion no. on gatekeeping but uh, but there's uh, uh, i don't the bar is pretty low now i i, I mean yeah that, i mean that i was kind of shocked when i had like you know um that I was going around and I don't even, I hope the person listening doesn't take offense to this if, if they hear it is that uh, I was DJing somewhere and it was like a pretty, you know, respectable gig. And, and the person DJing, they were like, I'm nervous. They were like, this is my second gig e- ever. And, and and they were like, I just started DJing and they already had like a booking agent and all this, like they were going to play like all these festivals. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, the example I was thinking of is, like, people who say, like, you don't have to know how to beat match to DJ. Or, yeah, I don't know, like, you know. I don't, I mean, but, yeah, but I, I guess you, I could argue both ways, too, you know. Like, I didn't, when I first DJed, I'd never beat match. I would just play the record one after the other. I just had more Same. records than other people. Same, but I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, it, yeah, it could go both ways. So, so what? What's the solution here? We just keep on keep on trucking. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any other choice at this point. Yeah. Okay. So let, that was a, we had a little detour, a little wine detour, <laughs> got loose. Um. So let's go back to to your 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 DJ career. Seems to be. I see you playing all the time. It could be better, but yeah, it's fine. What do you mean it could be? But you could be getting paid more. 
could definitely be getting paid more. But you're you're playing twice a week, on average. Honestly, I really don't think that's a sign of it. Like, well, yeah. I mean, so many you're, people you're in, in it pretty New deep. York. It's hard to see from the. But that's just New York. Like, I could keep playing twice a week in New York for the rest of my life, and that wouldn't get me. Well, it definitely wouldn't get me a higher fee, and it wouldn't get me anywhere else. Like, so I feel like. I I've I've kind of been thinking to myself I should take a step back and play less often in New York. So you want to travel more? I definitely want to travel more. So what, what have you thought? But now you have more contacts with since you're a booker. Does that? Why don't you just do some stuff? <laughs> just go. Take six weeks. Go. Yeah, I have a tour coming up in October and November. See, that's um, a good good amount of time to plan. Yeah. And and I, I think your your thirties are gonna be good. Yeah. You're gonna. You I hear traveling is a lot easier when you're thirty. <laughs> <laughs> DJing, staying up all night, drinking wine. Wait, wait till you're forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's these guys that still do it, and they're uh, like fifty years old. Yeah. They're just. They're I don't ever see myself being like DJ health kick. Some people are troopers, man. Like some people can just take it. I don't. I. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at last man standing, but. You know, yeah. when it gets to be like four nights in a row, it's and also you have to remember clubs don't have a closing time in some countries. Yeah. So it's not like you get to leave at four thirty. You're, yeah. you're you're leaving at like nine or oh, eleven yeah. or you know, like Yeah. Or, yeah. Or you have to wake up and go to your gig at ten AM mm-hmm. and play till two and it's just like, uh, what did it what just happened? What did I sign up for? Yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but we you just should do it. I think we recently um, played nowadays until six in the morning, and then got on a plane and went to Detroit and played at like two p.m. And I obviously felt miserable, but I remember being like, "This is what you asked for." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so what was that? That was you said we. That, that was, was that was a working that woman was thing. a working women thing. Yeah, both and, of them. And you. D- in Detroit, did you play the festival? No. We played a day party with um, a Detroit-based collective called Seraphin Collective. No, I don't know. I'm out of it touch. It was really nice. Yeah. And so you went to the festival this year? We didn't go to the festival, but nope. we went to Detroit. Nobody goes to <laughs> Nobody the festival. Nobody goes to the festival anymore. <laughs> it's sad. If you go, I always, I, what, uh, I haven't been in three or four years or something, but the last couple of times I go, we would, when we'd go to the festival, we would just walk around the perimeter, perimeter and like look at the people. Yeah. Is that sad? A lot of people watching. There's, not, there's no one. There's not even like if Kraftwerk played or Snoop Dogg, I'd go. You know, that's that was Didn't cool. Didn't Kraftwerk play a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was cool. And Snoop Dogg, you know, that's yeah. kind of a weird one. I was yeah, t- got to see Snoop. Okay, you know? versatile booking. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. And what they, the one this year was Wiz Khalifa or something, right? Or what? Honestly, I don't. I even can't remember. Know. They always book some weird commercial rap. Yeah. And uh, for me, I was I'm always like, oh, that seems the most interesting booking. I don't. There wasn't. Uh, no. I, 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 yeah I, I'm, I'm old i liked when it was free it was really cool because yeah. all the people from detroit would come and they'd be you know you see like mothers walk around with kids on their shoulders and then dancing around yeah and and they're like grandmas and people in wheelchairs and like that's probably so many people's first like concert yeah. so experience i wish they would do it free but yeah i guess it's not sustainable but maybe they could work it out with the some kind of something Maybe. Sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> all right. So, so you're gonna do some a tour coming up, and is this tour a solo tour, or you're going with all the um, other girls? Yeah. Um, October and November will be just me. Just you, DJ voices. Just and, DJ and voices. And do you have some? Get some of the gigs are already lined up. Yeah. Well, I have a a 
an agency sort of helping me out Ooh. potentially uh, feeling things out maybe we'll maybe we'll work together <laughs> officially maybe not it's kind of like dating yeah it's i feel i have the same feelings where i'm constantly like being affirmed but then it's they're pulling back and i'm like ah oh, it's why don't you want me it's kind of nice you know you get like a card and stuff in a hotel and they and it's like, but it's also kind of like you get like a, you turn into like a man baby. You're like, you take me to dinner. Now take me back to my hotel. Now pick me up at this time. And then you're just yeah. like, wait, hold on. I'm not going to, you feel weird because you're not at the party for the whole thing. You feel like as a DJ, you're getting paid that much. You should go with the promoters yeah. and be there the whole time. But you can't, it's, you're too tired. Yeah. There, I mean, there are limitations as a human. You can't be going nonstop all the time. Can't yeah. be at the party from start to finish just because you're there to play. Yeah. But it's like polite or something yeah i mean i feel that pressure just even in new york yeah 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 like coming coming right 15 minutes and, and yeah pressure to promote it's it's never just the about the dj set i feel yeah so uh, um you're so you're you're pretty deep in it right now i would say you're, you're pretty like i don't know how much i guess when you add this euro tour to your daily routine or your yearly routine you're going to be as deep in it as you can be um do you have any fears about it or you're just ready? You're, you're, you're seem pretty, you're ready to go. No, I feel, I feel pretty, I've done two tours before now and. And how they were there like two weeks, three weeks or. Uh, both three weeks, three weeks. And this is like, this is two months. So that's a little longer. Uh, it's a lot longer. And do you have a home base? Not yet, but most likely Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, it works for me. Yeah. 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 I understand. I'm pretty it, good it at the. It's cheap. It's not as cheap as it was, but it's cheap. Yeah. Well, I just mean the touring thing. I'm yeah. pretty comfortable moving around from city to city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll crash and burn once I get back, but I can keep it afloat. Do it and do it in your 30s. You're gonna have a yeah. you're gonna have a good time. You'll have a good <laughs> you're gonna have a good couple of years. <laughs> Save your money. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry if I sound like a jerk. <laughs> no. But um. What, what? Wait. What about you? What's the next tour you have coming up? I don't. I'm never going again. You're never touring again. No. I mean, I, I don't know what. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> it was either yesterday or the day before. But one of my friends from Leipzig, a promoter from that, there's a club called I IFZ IFZ. I don't know what they call it. Uh, and something. But it's kind of like a. It's in Leipzig. Did I say that already? Yeah. It just just south of Berlin, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh. He was. He's been on a vacation with his girlfriend for six months. They've been traveling the world, and it was their last day. And they came, and we had lunch, and uh, and we talked. We had like this big like world talk because you know I don't know you're you have a different perspective after you've just been to like Argentina and then like driven across the United States, and like I've I've done that too. I haven't been to Argentina, but I've driven around a lot and traveled. So we talked for like a long time, and then he like sent me a message. He's like, whenever you want to come to Leipzig, you know, come back. And I was like, oh. Cause that's one of the places. Like, there's a few places where I really like. Yeah. And that's like one of them. So, I, I eventually I'll do it. But I'm oh, it's good to have the anchor gig. I'm doing my my uh, podcast. Yeah, this is the focus now. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, there's a place. There's a place for it. Uh, I I want to set up. What I realize is that to make enough money doing what you you're about to do, it's hard. It's a lot of work. Um, because you're gonna go for six months. And while you're away, you have to pay your rent and whatever happens with your job at home, you know, you have to deal with whatever those consequences are and, you know, just life stuff. So, you know, your relationships, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, and you, yeah. you, you need a certain amount of money 
to make it worth it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then when you come back, you have to be able to work and also make that. Because New York is expensive. Like, if you lived somewhere else, you know, and your rent was $400, it'd be a different story. You know, but you're now you're going to, like, have to, oh, I have to sublet my apartment out and whatever, you know, whatever problems those, you know, that happens. So, what I realize is that I, I want to try to figure out how to make money another way. And then when I go travel, it can be for fun again. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate in that I can work the yeah. entire time away yeah because you have this your internet it's all by email yeah and and you you don't think you're going to slack a little bit missing miss well i did i toured in february and it was it's difficult yeah you slack a little bit and of course you miss out like on the downtime of what a week off in between gigs yeah. would be but um do you have do you, is there your in berlin are you gonna do you have like a person that you stay with or you're gonna rent something not for that long even when i was there for three weeks i had an airbnb to myself because i also feel like if i'm there for that long and if i one way that i do sort of recuperate is by being alone crashing on someone's couch or even a spare bedroom it's like i need to not see anyone for a few days yeah so that's a good yeah you need a home base and it is quite cheap there so it feels like a worthy expense in my book yeah yeah i think so I don't know. I have a different home base. Or I guess I do have Berlin as a home What's base. What's your sometimes. home base? Uh, I have different friends that I stay with. Yeah. So it'll be different. And, and sometimes I'll stay in The Hague or so I have some friends in Rotterdam. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be Berlin. Like Florian lets me stay at his place. Mm-hmm. Um, even he'll if he's out of town, he'll let me stay in his apartment. He's very nice about it. Um, but I mean, you have to do it. This is after years of, res- you know, I've done this. I help. You've done this when people come here. You let them stay. Exactly. You organize their tours. You drive them around. And I don't. But I I don't know if you do it in hopes of that self-preservation or whatever. Certainly can cash it in later. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know if that was my idea. But it worked out like that. So if you let people stay at your house, it's a good good thing. Um, what is there? uh, Are we missing stuff? Do we want to talk about anything more stuff? We we we, let's look at the time. We've been talking for an hour and twenty two minutes. Oh. That, what do you th- what do you, what do you feel about that? You want to? I was worried I would have nothing to say. You were afraid it was going to be boring. It might still be boring. No, <laughs> my I don't life th- is boring. I don't think it's boring. <laughs> I think it, I think it's a pretty. People are interesting, you know, mm-hmm. and and you're you're doing stuff that people, you know, want to do. Also, probably like there's a there's a there's a, a little person out there, a little <laughs> little girl or a little boy out there that's like, I want to be a DJ, and you know maybe professional they're gonna, party person. They're gonna find this on YouTube and and see your path, and they're also from a small town, if not a small town, but in f- suburban Florida, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. gonna be like, oh, that's cool, you know, and uh, they went to go see uh, whatever, not Spice Girls, but somebody. But what I mean, I don't know. We didn't talk about the 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 working women thing that much. Yeah, that's a. Uh, the uh, collective, uh, it's like a posse a crew. <laughs> how did that? How did that come about? And what, tell, tell us a little bit about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, if you want more, should we get loose? We'll get all the way loose. We'll <laughs> finish off this. And we had another bottle of wine. Yeah. You don't need much more. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I guess I drink a lot. It's okay. You're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna recover from that one. <laughs> I don't know. I, it sucks that that's become like an insult. <laughs> um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I think it's a charming thing to say. <laughs> I think people don't want to be thirsty is the thing now. Oh yeah. It yeah. sounds like it's yeah. like desperate, but, yeah, you're uh, but desperate that's not, that's thirsty. not what I mean. So. Yeah. Um, gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. Um, plus it's good. Working women. 
how did that start and who's who's a part of it and um so present day it's um tanya lyon and nina bauer crook and wh- when you say present day there was a there was a fourth what happened um it it just didn't work out and <laughs> was it dramatic of course all breakups are dramatic and so you had to break up we had to break up but the breakup was mutually beneficial and i think we're all for the better now are we who's the fourth fourth person um uh the fourth was ashlyn and yeah is she we hyper a lot is that is she mm. english no no oh, oh, I, I think i know who she is she has brown hair she has brown hair yeah okay yeah. i think i met her at andrew's um show. yeah so but we so the four of us actually started um meeting at my apartment just to practice mm-hmm. djing we were all vinyl djs at the time and that was kind of an i mean we were obsessed with so it's friends getting together to practice yeah i mean we were like obsessed with being just as good as the boys at beat matching which at the time it was like a very male dominated vibe for us um but but like people that i hate but like magda slays so hard like she mixes so good kim ann mixes so good there's so many good i'm not saying of course okay yeah but i'm just talking about our immediate circle of people okay um it's not that there were other people and in fact disc woman had kind of already taken off at this point and it was just how we felt we were very close with uh kind of a what i felt like was a sort of really stuffy say it T- say it like let it out they were annoying as fuck all these dudes like <laughs> i felt like there was no space for us and they i feel like they spoke it was almost like they spoke in a language that like didn't welcome us and they were our friends and for some of these people some of the girls they were their partners and now i love them but it just felt like there it was a boys club that we were not welcome in and i know that there were other women djing at the time but my close friends it was like okay we all feel kind of weird that sucks um and so you this this you this was your your thing, your crew would go, you would go to your house and you would set up on your turntables. What kind yeah. Of, what kind of mixer were you using? You just at that whatever. time. That's a weird question. Yeah, that is. That's I, like, see, just, that's I, no, a, that's I, the kind of question that we would be like, "Fuck this kind of question." No, I don't know what kind of mixer there is. I don't know I like to, who I, made this record. I'm sorry. But I just want to listen to this music and I'm like not get so caught up in the technical shit. I'm not trying to uh, uh, insult you. I'm just trying to paint a picture in my mind, <laughs> like just picturing you like sit playing like plugged in. Um, it was a little, um, like just a two channel mixer. It was a two channel mixer. It was. And some techniques. Definitely the techniques. Actually one was, a. Stanton. No, even Newmark. shittier. A belt drive. No. Um. The ones that go backwards. No. See, this is why I can't. I don't, you don't have to know the information. No, I like, I, I like, I think it's super cool when you learn how to mix <laughs> on belt drive. It wasn't a belt drive, but it was, it was something shittier. Yeah. Anyway. Like a portable. No. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would require some serious but, uh, skill. I, I'm so, anyway. I, I'm sorry that when I say that, that I, I, I don't want you to feel like that. I'm just trying to picture it. That's all. No, I, I don't feel that way to, to this day, but I, I'm just saying that like at that the at the okay. time, that was like. Uh, we all felt so intimidated or not int- yes intimidated but like kind of felt like we had no place like and especially it felt like they it, i don't even know if the people surrounding us gave a fuck about beat match beat matching as much 
but we felt like there was this pressure to be precise, technically precise and good. I don't know. And it's okay to say yeah. this because they're your friends and, and yeah. And, and, you, and I think you probably they had this, this discussion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, it's, again, it's not any, they never said anything. They never, they were actually, they would invite us to play with them, but it was more like it's, it was just harder as a woman to feel welcome because there were more subtle things going on. Like we would just feel, and do you think they were uh, th spoken over or yeah, like there wasn't any place for us. Were they aware of it? Do you think? I think men are much less aware of stuff. Than women. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, of course they probably thought they were like doing the right thing and, and being generous and kind with their time. Men also play dumb a lot too. <laughs> or are they just dumb? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes, sometimes we're aware of this stuff and we just play dumb. Um, it's easier or something, but, um, but I just, I don't know. I, I think, whether we're having a productive discussion or not, I think it's good to talk about it because yeah. then I, I don't know what, what it will come to, but like maybe there'll be like some moment, like I, I saw something one time and it was like, you know, I, I'm, there's this thing now, you know, it's like, uh, with the, there's like racism and sexism and like all this bad stuff. And I saw this woman that was like a black woman talking and she was like, what she said is she's like, uh, white people are going to suffer for a while. And like a, as a reparation for what has happened in the past. And for me, it like sunk in and I was like, okay, I, I understand, you know, like yeah. it was like a thing. Like, and I don't know if this is similar, I guess it's sort of similar, but you know, like I'm, I'm a white guy, you know, like I'm, I'm this, like the guy who was beat matching and you were uh, intimidated by, mm -hmm. you know, and like, and what, how do we make it better? You know what I mean? Like, is this, this, this was the first time that someone said something and i just was like okay yeah i'm gonna have to feel some pain for a while i don't know why or how but yeah uh, but it's that made sense to me you know like because yeah like, i mean is it a balance thing or it's some kind of i mean in talking to a, in speaking to a lot of like the white men in my life who are also into djing i hear a lot of complaints about how no one wants to book them yeah and about how all anyone cares about anymore is identity, identity politics. I've actually even had close men say to me, just because you get booked more often than me doesn't make you any better. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean. So it it's in a way like I assume that's what I assume a lot of these people think they're suffering and that they deserve more. And that it's like this moment of people being really into like women or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I it's mean, I don't know where it's headed. I mean, but I, it's definitely women. But that's the other weird thing is that people are also just sticking women on there to make themselves feel okay. Yeah, I have a huge problem which with is it, and also it's fucked up. so obvious. I feel like about fifty percent of the time I get booked, it's because someone's actually listened to what I've made, yeah. mixes I've made, and actually appreciates and enjoys what I do and knows what I do, and then more often than not it's just like they need some woman on their lineup yeah. they're not feeling very creative they see me on another bill and so they they stick me on but it's see, very obvious it seems worse or not worse but it's also a problem yeah i mean in a way it's kind of like okay i'll take it but it's like <laughs> i know what the fuck you're doing yeah but so i mean i don't know what what the solution is to this it just it seems like it's getting better whatever is, is happening 
there's there's more there's more kinds of people doing things yeah they're up up in front now you know up on top yeah so it's it's getting better you know i, I don't know is is people it will always there's still i mean every people will always be tokenized um tokenized yeah, yeah i mean it's kind of you don't like this word no i don't know it's a new one to me i'm just taking it in yeah I mean, I remember early on in, in working women history, one of us was on a bill and the way it was promoted, like night of on an Instagram was like, oh, look, we got a girl. There's a girl on the bill. Literally, that's what they said. But I mean, but is that better than them? What was before? Um, is that uh, is that progress? I don't think that's progress. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like you feel like you're it's like you're twisting sympathy. the arm into into booking a woman, and and now you're gonna make that as your selling point. Yeah. I don't think it's. I'm not saying it's worse, but I don't think it's like progress. Yeah, I would, I just wonder what. It's getting better, I guess. I mean, we're it's it, getting better. It's. I think it's definitely better because, and the other thing too is like with the internet, like it. it we tend to focus on you know the things that you focus on are bad stuff, stuff that gets you riled up. And so we're only like, uh, this bad stuff is what I'm looking at all mm -hmm. day. And if you don't look at that all day, then you're like, oh, wait, I ran into this cool person. All yeah. And, you know, I don't know. That's who you see around are all kinds of people. And if only if you look at the Internet, it makes you mad. I yeah. Don't, I don't, don't look at the Internet. Yeah, really but is it's the hard. <laughs> we're gonna, as soon as we finish this, we're like, what's on my yeah. phone? <laughs> I need to check in with check my apps. Check my Facebook <laughs> messages. <laughs> um but um, I don't know what else. To, what, what, so is that a good working women? I don't know how. It, I don't know if we even said much about it. But working women, yeah. Um, it's three of us. We have a lot of fun. We play back to back the entire time. It's not. A, we so don't, you don't do. Have, you don't have one side now that you have three. I like to stay on one side when I do back to back. No, <sighs> it's chaos, unpredictable chaos. So you got to get on the other side and yeah. do you use the same set of headphones. Yeah. I like that better. No, we're very philosophical about it being like a true collaboration. And do you, do, when do you, do, uh, I, I, some people I have the, you always like to do the like one up and you're like, or, or you do the, the thing where you like try to fuck with them and they like try to mix this one. Do you have that kind of stuff or you try to help each other out? See, it's so not competitive no. and it's so, it's more about like women. We, we say that a, a lot of the reason we wanted to do it is to just show women working together. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like a flashy back to back where we're like, try, try and figure this oh, one out. <laughs> I see, I, because I DJ with Lorraine back to back and I always try to, I'm like, check this out. You try yeah. to mix this one in. Like I do it with her and I don't, maybe we're more like dudes or something. I don't know. I, I'm not, I mean, there are probably <laughs> women I would, I would feel comfortable doing that with, but the project itself of okay. working women, we're talking constantly. We're, you're working together. Yeah. Like if we play a song that's less than three minutes, we're like, oh, I'm really sorry, but this one's less than three minutes. <laughs> Uh, I would like put it on and be like, hey, yeah. Like, <laughs> like show me, like, it's over here. Actually, did you have that? Uh, did you see that tweet recently? Scratch DVA said. No, I'm not super. You're not on Twitter. I am, but not once a day. Maybe. Well, this tweet said, okay, if your friend is uh, having a clang, like fucking up a mix, do you Cor pretend you're not hearing it or correct it for them? What do you think the working women answer is? <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard question. Uh, we would just pretend we're yeah, not hearing I, I it. Yeah, I would. That was what I would go. And with. afterwards, be like, "No, no, that was, was good. Fine. That was fine." <laughs> that's not good. That's you should well, correct, or you should say, no. be like, "No, if it's horrendous, 
we will say something. But if it's like an honest mistake that like every fucking DJ makes, I'm not going to make someone feel bad about that. But I would also never touch someone else's record. Well, but you can fix it on your side. What if you mess up? Well, then you suck. Yeah, like <laughs> then you just make it worse and you look like an idiot. Because I, I mean, I've done, I've done a lot. I used to DJ back to back with Chupacabras like all the time. Yeah. And he's the one that really taught me to mix and made me mix. And it helped me that he would correct me because I would see the techniques he would use. Yeah. And I felt, felt like it was productive. Yeah. I'm not saying it wouldn't in another back-to-back situation, but it just feels like with that's the, the in a way. Well, I guess in a way, I could see like you guys that could so be another n- instance of working together. Yeah. Like I, I've got your back, but I don't know. You're so damn nice to each other. <laughs> we try. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool though. You know. Yeah. They're nice girls. Um, <laughs> nice girls. That, um, what am I supposed <laughs> to? What, what, how? What, what am I supposed to say? Did I say something wrong? No, no, no. <laughs> They're nice people. <laughs> what? What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm old. I don't <laughs> not that old, but uh, um. All right, uh, but we're we're uh, we've almost house ball of wine. We're gonna have to go yeah. get that other one. <laughs> um, we made it to uh, over an hour and a half. That's Is that okay? Respectable. Yeah, I mean it's uh, getting late. Yeah, you know, it's bedtime. Even though we both had we naps both had naps <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, those of you um uh, out there in the world, to come come by the club she works at nowadays. nowadays finally got the name straight not elsewhere no i don't, couldn't com- couldn't keep them straight nowadays <laughs> you're is not the, the only one is the one with the big back backyard and the is there food there during the day mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. food during the day and at night do they really mm-hmm. yeah, I, i've only been there twice is that bad what it's, it's so far i even have a car no it. excuse yeah but then i'm i'm really paranoid about drunk driving now i'm getting no yeah you shouldn't do that at all and like yeah. a 25 dollar uber back i'm like oh jeez. <laughs> but it's nice i went to go see I went to go to see tracks, and I went to Scott. My friend Scott Zacharias played, so I went to that too. Well, we can say this now since it's getting announced tomorrow, and this won't be up. But Scott's going to play again. Oh, in okay. July. I'll probably go by, or no, I won't be here. I don't think. Well, where's he going to stay? He usually stays at my house. <laughs> he <laughs> might hit you up. Oh, he can probably stay. <laughs> I have to give him the keys. <laughs> um, all right, so come by, come by the club, and uh, say hello. Um, and, and are you? What about bookings? You're booked all the way through uh, 2022 or something. We're booked through like November of this year. Oh, that's good. Good job. Yeah. So you can, you, so you'll be, re- you'll be prepared when you go on your tour. You'll be, everything, yeah, everything's yeah, yeah, running yeah. smooth. And then uh, look out this summer for, for uh, working women, DJ and uh, DJ voices uh, all around New York City, mostly Brooklyn, never in Manhattan. Um, and uh, sometimes. And then in the fall and Europe, Europe tour, DJ voices. Mm-hmm. She's going to be everywhere. Um, thank you very much for coming. I hope uh, it was comfortable for you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, see you around. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>